Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week, Daniel Bloodworth. Hello. Ben Moore. Hey, Brandon Jones. Yo. And that's it for this week. Ian Hinks, still missing, unfortunately. Uh, from what we know where he is. <laughs> okay. Do we? Could you find him? <laughs> missing from the podcast, there Daniel Bloodworth. Uh, it's time to play Glenny's Cauldron, our f- witch friend, Glenny is trying to make a most vile video game and she trusts us to go collect ingredients because she doesn't know that much about video games. So we go down to the wizard market and we see what's available. Our patrons are selling things. Patrons $5 and up in particular. Uh, They have some things for sale. We only have enough doubloons to buy one item. Here's what is for sale today. We have some fresh stuff. King Doug 87 is selling that before the menu, a trailer-like video is played which shows one of your party members betraying you. (laughs) 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 And Mario Orso is selling that the game's soundtrack was written by Nobuo, (coughs) excuse me, Nobuo Uematsu, but performed by fourth graders with recorders. (laughs) (laughs) That is... That's probably one of the most detrimental things I've ever seen in that shop. That's vile. Yeah. Recorders the whole time. Yes. Like, yeah. I don't, ooh. I want this game to be vile and everything, but ooh. Too grating, you think? <laughs> yeah, I think so. And the and other suggestion comes from the king, and I don't know in this world. Can we? Yeah, can we, can we not choose King Doug's statement? I don't know. I just want to say, don't underestimate kids. Like, they can be immensely talented. Maybe, sure. they, maybe these could be the best... It's true. Recorded players in the world, for all we know. I but think I mean, for as fair, developers of this game, though, you have to think like we have to we have to w- work with these kids, right? We have to get these kids to record this. Yeah, but I, I think to be fair to the nature of the suggestion, they have to be average. We have to average mm. all fourth graders together. Okay, they can't be atrociously bad and they can't be ridiculously all good. All right, well it has then to that's doomed. Like an average group of fourth all graders right. with recorders. It is still one instrument. For an entire video game, which is apparently turning into an RPG. Uh, like, a lot of these, there's a lot of these are RPG elements. Yeah, yeah it's an action, action RPG, probably. Yeah. I'm just imagining like a Final Fantasy battle theme with the record. <laughs> <laughs> and mistakes sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you just hear like a little peep every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, it is truly awful. Uh, but. On the other side, this this like a lot of RPGs, a lot of games have this. Maybe they, they don't do yeah. this anymore. Like before the start menu, like this kind of like a flashy. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what, what do you call it? It's not like a tracked mode. It's like um, it's like your sizzle reel. It's yeah. like a sizzle reel for this, your game. The second episode of JoJo's intro, the intro for all of season one, just shows you like episodes one through five. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, okay, cool. So we're doing that, Jones. We're watching a, a one of our party members betray us. In this little sizzle reel. Uh, hmm. I almost kind of want to spite Cos uh, though, because I think he's going to go to the store after us, obviously, and he's going to be like, damn it. That, I, heard, I heard recorders were here. I, this is, there was some rumor about recorders. Like, they got it. So, like, no. So, just to be clear, you're giving Casarara a little baby name, calling him Cos now? Uh, is, 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 is that the whole name? Casarara, yes. Oh, it's one word. Yes. Like, share. Okay, I didn't know. I thought Cos was Cos and then Ferrara <laughs> was the. How do you spell that, Kyle? <laughs> There's. The comments have not decided how to spell it. Okay, Maybe I'll help you out eventually, but good, not good. yet. Uh, so you're saying you want to sabotage his game with something better? If we truly want to make this vile, I don't think I don't know how we can't choose recorders. Right. I don't know how we do that. I get what you're saying. I I also feel like a lot of JRPGs make it super obvious who's going to betray you, mm-hmm. and so 
depending on the design of the character and how they're interacting with you, like it may not even be that much of a surprise to begin with. Yeah. And you're also gonna get over it like the first time. You'll see it and be like, oh, well I know that story bit. And then like you'll ignore it like every other time you like boot up the game. Whereas like, I imagine you being lulled into actually accepting the recorders. Like you kind of like tune it out or like enjoy it. And then it just it comes back, the anger, <laughs> you know? the I, I love it to a too. This is a good oh, yeah. composition, and you, right? You're, oh, you're curious the whole time. What did it really sound yeah. like, you know? like. What? <laughs> Clearly, three for four instruments are trying to be played simultaneously. Is that drums? What is that? <laughs> In the reveal trailer for the game, you get this like white text on a black background, Habuimatsu, and then you hear the recorders <laughs> playing. Oh, that's so good. You're right. No, we have no choice. Yeah, we have yeah. to. Nobu is credited, but the kids are not. <laughs> <laughs> Just gotta wonder. Okay, thank you, Mario. We're buying that uh, King Doug. Sorry, we're gonna leave that at the shop. Uh, Jones, if you would, begin corrections music, please. Uh, we had a doctor in the comments tell me mm. most likely how Bruce Lee died. I'm not going to, re like, reiterate that. That was, like, it's uh, gruesome. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It, it was a painkiller-esque medication mm. and a reaction to that, but, like, the things that it does to you are, like, disgusting, organ-wise. Whoa. whoa. Yeah. Uh, super sad. Uh, the Collector... MK11's new character uh, has six arms. Mm -hmm. He has two little baby arms in yeah. his back that face backwards that hold up his bag of things. It's <laughs> <laughs> they showed it. They like they, they put an image in the in the comments, and I'm like, this is my main. Oh I was Kyle. I was just going to ask, are yeah. you going to main the collection? He is so gross. Like <laughs> the, the extra two arms really add something. Yeah. It's like that's my guy. Uh, I asked the comments once more why I should care about Project Sakura Wars. Here's, they had a thing. Same team as the team that made Valkyria Chronicles. Ooh. That's Sakura Wars, and those, so they're moving on to this game. Huh. Apparently, I also said Sega Team last week when I meant to say Sonic Team. Sonic uh -huh. Team doesn't just make Sonic Teams. They also make Valkyria Chronicles and, in the future, Sakura Wars. Uh, you can definitely play as multiple of the same character in Borderlands. Um, so mm. Borderlands 3, presumably, will be able to do the same thing. I was thinking, like, why I got that wrong. I think me and my friends just, like, said, like, you can't do the same thing as I'm doing. <laughs> and I think most group of friends would have that kind of, like, rule. Specifically, if, like, two people picked different characters, if it's, like, a two, three or four-person party, have if the majority of them all settled into someone and they're all different and you're that fourth or third, you know, like the fifth wheel, basically, and you're yeah. like, all right, like... I'll be this this random yeah, but you're person. Yeah, you can have like <laughs> pretty different of... uh, builds of those characters too. Like that character isn't completely locked into a certain playstyle. Sure, same voice same, actor though. Yeah, same voice actor, same size and shape. Mm -hmm. Just isn't done. It just isn't blood. <laughs> <laughs> if you do flak, you're out of deal. my squad. You're out, dude. <laughs> Dibs on flak. Who's your character, blood? Uh, I don't know how to name the Beastmaster. The Beastmaster. Yeah, that makes sense. Which one is that? That's not fair. The robot that. guy. No, that's, that's Flack, dude. That's I'm Flack. Flack. I'm Flack, dude. That's mine. I called Dibs. You, you, you can have it, man. I'll probably have the game before you, so... <laughs> <laughs> the, uh... Oh, man, I thought the robot had the beasts. So apparently he does. That's what we're saying. Robot is Flack. Sorry, it's FL4K. We were talking about the same guy, but Blood gets it because he's got the review code. Yeah, uh, he's going to spite you. The guy poisoning tacos uh, was not GTA 5. That was a Gary's Mod RP server. His name is Daniel from SL on YouTube. Cool. Still some good YouTube pranks. Cool. Uh, 
Oh, there's no the the Labo VR headset could not have a strap, uh, not because of weight, but because the motion tracking isn't good enough. So the idea of you having to hold it up to your head kind of reduces the oh. uh, potential queasiness that straight up having it locked in your head at all times could cause. Hmm. End correction music, please. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, time for updates. I love some updates. We have a new E3 press conference announced. The Xbox. E3 press conference will be happening Sunday, June 9th at 1 p.m. Pacific time. The same time as last year. What could it mean? <laughs> they like that Microsoft theater. They might stay there. Oh, they are staying there. What could it mean? <laughs> They're back in the theater. Uh, that'll be a good one. Uh, we have a confirmation about the Xbox Game Pass, which we talked about as a rumor last yeah. week. It's real. Uh, made too much sense not to be real. Oh, a long time on the podcast, I can't remember if this was Love and Respect or a story we covered. We talked about uh, Sony having these like these guidelines that they didn't talk about about uh, sexually explicit content, mm. where mm. even like Japanese games that weren't released in the U.S., Sony of America was saying, "Uh-uh, don't release that," or like, "Don't put that in your game." And we didn't know there was no official statement about it. Uh, Wall Street Journal ran an article, maybe today, maybe yesterday, uh, headline, Sony cracks down on sexually explicit content in games, and they had a Sony spokesperson straight up say, yeah, we do. We have a set of guidelines. We won't talk about them explicitly, but uh, they exist. Um, what I thought was really interesting was this this part, because we said, like, why? What changed? What is all this? Uh, two factors last year combined to turn that unease into action, these Sony officials say. One was the rise of the Me Too movement in the U.S., which pointed to the dangers of being associated with content that some might see as demeaning to women. The second was the emergence of channels on sites like YouTube and Amazon Inc.'s Twitch, which where uh, gamers play in front of a camera and are watched by fans online. This means games meeting Japan's laxer standards can get worldwide exposure. So the reason that the U.S. was telling Japan what to do is Twitch, basically. is saying, like, if you release a game anywhere, people anywhere can see it. They might not be able to play it, but any game has now become a worldwide game. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. And that's mm. our reason why. I don't think this is effective. What do you mean? Like, the way that the censorship has been happening, it just is like they, they slap like a couple of extra effects on or in front of like You mean the Devil May Cry Five butt. Yeah. Like that's Yeah. All that does to me like who who is that really protecting or who is that in the interest of? It just seems like a really ineffective it just seems like they're saving face without actually really doing anything. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Which should they have put pants on? I mean Pants would be a lot less distracting and wouldn't generate this conversation the same way, right? Sure, yeah, like, yeah. You know, we wouldn't be talking about this if they just had pants on. Yeah, right. yeah. But yeah. instead, it's like what? What was it? Like a sparkle or something? Like a lens flare, like, right? Yeah. yeah. It just, it just seems so half-hearted and insincere. I guess. Sure. Yeah, and as I think it was Bloodworth, I think you were talking like they'll never tell us what those guidelines are because the second you do, like you know, it gets pushed, and so there's really no incentive to make what what your particular guidelines are public. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's time for news, though. It, we it is time for news on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very very excited. Today we got our first official details about the PlayStation Five, and that means I get to introduce a popular news segment called When's Next Gen? <laughs> it's new and popular already. Oh, yes. 
<laughs> When's next gen? Uh, so this was crazy. This this is wild, unprecedented. I didn't, nobody could have seen this coming this morning. Wired. The uh, Tech Enthusiast magazine, who also has a website, uh, ran an article, uh, uh, What to Expect from Sony's Next Gen PlayStation, in which they interviewed Mark Cerny, lead architect of the PlayStation 5. I'm not going to call it whatever, like, next or whatever. It's obviously the PlayStation 5. Um, Mark Cerny, obviously, also PlayStation 4, PlayStation 4 Pro. He's the guy. Uh he had an interview. He just talked about the PlayStation Five. Here's here's what's going on with it. Here's a whole interview. Yeah. You want to see these Spider-Man load times? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so let me go through some details. We'll rock through some details, and I want to read some particular segments of this uh, interview, which I found really interesting. So uh, 2020, as expected, really, uh, that PlayStation Five is not coming out this year. It will come out sometime in 2020. We don't know when. Uh, Here's where, you know, I'm going to start stammering. The CPU, uh, CPU, GPU, both AMD, just like PS4. Uh, CPU is a third-generation Ryzen containing eight cores of the company's new 7 nanometer Zen 2 microarchitecture. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> GPU, a custom variant of Radeon's Navi family will support ray tracing. Whoa. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Is this podcast already marked 18 plus? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. All right. Steven up the studio. <laughs> Are we not? I think we're like, honestly, I think we're listed on iTunes as family friendly. And sometimes we go non-family friendly. Yeah. And it's just like, do I click, n- is there a space in like the RSS to say, if we're not friendly this week, please sometimes. don't listen yeah. this week. Um <laughs> Uh, those both of those chips are not released yet. They're not in the public yet, so there's really not much to say about them. Well, there's also like, no details in terms of like clock speed or anything there, so it's really right. Yeah, it's pretty vague. Right. Uh, I, I, in a year, they probably both of those probably will have a lot more details on, and we can have yeah. a better idea of what the PlayStation Five and, will be and that's part of. of it too. Like in a year, they can probably give it more speed. Sure. Uh, but yeah, until then, those are unreleased products, uh, the Navi and the Zen 2 uh, uh, third-generation Risen thing. Um, Ryzen, excuse me. Uh, one particular interesting part is that the AMD chip, the GPU, also includes a custom unit for 3D audio. Oh, and, baby. Oh, baby for Bloodworth. Do you want to take off on this, Blood? Because this is something Cerny said. He's like, hey, I'm really disappointed that we didn't do more with audio on the PlayStation 4. Yeah, well, they were basically saying that essentially ray tracing could be used you know for audio as well as for visuals how because ray tracing is only mirrors and we're shiny cars no it's just talking about it it, it's basically emulating the the idea of like how light and sound waves bounce off of the environment and so yeah so your environment can influence how audio is going to sound. And they already do. I mean, Bioshock had this kind of stuff in it as well back in the day. But, I mean, not to this degree, right? This is That's what they're talking about. There's like, they were advancing this. We're making this better and more accurate and really sound like you're in the space that you're in, which I'm sure is going to, you know, be a challenge as well because, you know, what if your architecture is just crap for audio? <laughs> so I don't I know so little about audio. We need sweet justice on the line uh, yeah, to, do. know, to know like why you would need an extra chip for this this 3D audio. 
which is, you know, like new tech. Apparently, you know, like it's going to sound great on headphones, but even on your two dimensional television speakers, apparently 3D audio is possible. Uh, earlier this year, we did, I think this was a future news segment. We talked about how Sony Interactive Enter- Entertainment acquired Audio Kinetic. Uh, who you see as like the wise uh, software mm. in the beginning of games, but they were also at that time developing 3D audio, and so this is a clear one to one. This is why they acquired that company. This is what is getting implemented. Apparently, if you're there, it's really cool to try out this idea that like you can have surround sound without surround sound. That a thing above you or behind you or to your left will sound exactly like it should, as if you're in that environment. Neat, but yeah. how do you read about that, right? How do you, mm. how do I convey to my audience that like that's how that is? Let's try, Jones. Yeah. What you make a noise on your side, I'll make oh, a noise. Oh, jeez, okay, no. no, okay. So, uh, <laughs> Ben, the thing, the thing that you brought up briefly is the thing that I found most interesting in this article. I completely agree. So, and, and it's the thing that apparently Mark Cerny throughout this interview was most excited about. This was the game changer for him. Right. The hard drive, a solid state hard drive. A very special solid state hard drive that he says is faster than anything you can buy for a PC right now. Um, I want to read it. I want to read this and mm-hmm. I want to see if the panel is also excited about this. To demonstrate, Cerny fires up a PS4 Pro running Spider-Man, a 2018 PS4 exclusive that he worked on alongside Insomniac Games. On the TV, Spidey stands in a small plaza. Cerny presses a button on the controller, initiating a fast-travel interstitial screen. Which, like, he went in the subway. I don't know. Uh, When Spidey reappears in a totally different spot in Manhattan, 15 seconds have elapsed. When Cerny does the same thing on a next-gen dev kit connected on a different TV, dev dev kit, uh, early low-speed version is concealed in a big silver tower with no visible componentry. (laughs) What took 15 seconds now takes less than one. It takes 0.80 seconds to be, sorry, 0.8 seconds to be exact. 0.8. The reason why I made the joke is I, when I was reading this article, mm-hmm. I just envisioned Mark Cerny with like this big smile on his face and this controller, <laughs> and like, "Hey guys, <laughs> guys, remember Spider-Man?" <laughs> <laughs> and I, I imagine this—I imagine this writer like not like but taking notes, awesome. looking down, and then looking up is like, "Oh, he must have pressed a button to fast travel." You know, yeah, that's yeah. the funny part. Is like you don't press a button anyway. Uh, uh, well, I guess you can. You can go to the map and just yeah. say, like, select yeah. that station, I guess. But, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, this is what I always want. This is the thing where it's just like, this is what you have. This is what is the next thing. A clear example of the benefit of your hardware. This is the thing I'm always asking for. It made me so happy they had, even though we couldn't see it. Maybe we'll talk about this in a broader sense. It wasn't exposed to us. It was exposed only to this uh, journalist. Uh it's at least something that is tangible. It's something we can grab onto like we can't 3D audio. That's why I, I, I feel like this announcement has been generally, I think, so effective and at least personally effective for me is because you have things like this where, like, playing games on this current gen time, there are so, like, loading times being faster just needs to happen. Yeah. They're just too long across the board. Yeah. And so to get out there and say, like, this is how dramatic we want it to be, you're going to see a huge improvement. That's something that you can latch on to. That's something that can get you excited about next gen immediately. And then when you have things like the ray tracing audio, it's a lot harder to visualize, but it's kind of like 
this, even if you don't fully understand it, it's kind of this awesome bonus on something that is very practical that you immediately understand that they're already drawing attention to. And so, like, the use case for the PlayStation 5 is a big yes from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing is, is they're showing Spider-Man, right. uh, which is a great-looking game, uh, but that is a game on current technology. Obviously, with, we don't know what the the specifications of PlayStation 5 games are going to be. And so while it, it's great, I want to know what the load times are going to be for sure. launch games, sure. for example. Yeah, because, I mean, that is a good point. You know, it's like, yeah, you can, you know, run Spider-Man at 8K60 or whatever on this thing, but Spider-Man wasn't built for it, you know? So, yeah. like, you know, and, and that's why we could never get that, you know, consistent 60 frames per second across every game is because every game's trying to push the limits. Right. And one of the limits is like, well... Have that frame rate so we can make it look better and put more complexity in everything. And so, Ben, you know what Cherny face I would have loved to see mm-hmm. is uh, he's watching the uh, Google Stadia announcement, <laughs> and he's like, and they're like, no load times, just like that smug <laughs> grin on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hate consoles with load times? And he's like, yeah, dude. Because then he says, we have no load times. Yeah, and neck. <laughs> just again, up, you know, Stadia? talking about real world examples though, like. Uh, going back to Witcher 3 like I originally reviewed that on a PlayStation 4 dev kit mm-hmm. and then I did my my second playthrough on PC when the game launched and yeah having it on PC with a solid state drive like all of a sudden like fast travel times didn't exist it was, it, you didn't see anything you like when they have those like those comic book things you know like yeah. That uh, they kind of used to hide loading screens. Like I didn't have to sit through those. It's like, oh, just skip. So, yeah. And uh, in in terms of the solid state speed, uh, he also mentioned some like software level stuff that's way over my yeah. head, like stuff about like I/O and things like that. But the idea is that it's not just like slotting in a solid state drive into your PS4 like you can currently. Right. But because that w- that's not even as effective as using a PC solid state drive. Right. Uh, this is like designed hardware wise like it's 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 just going straight into that solid state drive apparently like we don't know we don't know much more beyond that we just know it's going to be extremely fast jones the other example was uh that spider-man currently travels to the city as fast as it can possibly load that is the speed at which spider-man can move is also the speed at which the city can load in so the other example used on this dev kit was like hey let's just go as fast as we can and apparently you could travel through uh manhattan at at the speed of a jet like you could go way faster than spidey could just and then stop and then look all this detail still here let's go i would love to see that demo live again weird that it's so we have to read about this and we can't see it um uh but like that's exciting too right yeah that's actually more exciting Uh, conceptually exciting it's it's just weird to me to, to to show off an old game uh, on a new console and be like, it runs so much better. It's just like, I, that's been, anytime they've done backwards compatibility or I played SSX3 on a 360 and it the load times were not there because it was the 360s compared to the original Xbox. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, I, it's, it sounds exciting. Like that's a future I would love. I, one of the other things I'm curious about is like, I, I, I'm curious if this is something that is like, couldn't be o- overcome by like a really bad developer. You know, it's like, what if I'm just... I've just made a bad game and just it it needs to load because I just didn't put enough energy oh, into sure. that like, or enough time or money or whatever. Jump force? Right. Yeah, can we oh, like gosh. I want the jump force challenge. That's a great <laughs> point. A game that because like he's he's showing a game that was custom built for the PlayStation 4 by a very talented company making something in a genre that was very much in their wheelhouse. Uh and so 
Um, part of me was like blown away by how great Spider-Man performed, but part of me like was not surprised because like this team still made a lot of really really good games that look gorgeous, had a lot of money, had know, a lot of time, and have worked yeah specifically yes. with uh, exclusively with Sony on, on many different occasions, um, and, and so, apparently Cerny as well. So yeah, I just wonder. It's an interesting thing to like for the first time that we're hearing any specific details to make that claim because it's like, well, I guarantee you some games, or I don't know, like like I, I would imagine. Some games, like, you know, hold my beer. I can, you want loading times? I'll give you loading oh, times. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think that... But is that what he's saying? That, like, I don't think is, that is what he's is saying. Is that like, how special the tech is? That it just doesn't matter? Like, No, bad programming can screw up anything, dude. Cap, There's yeah. no... Yeah, like. <laughs> I don't think it's so much that there aren't going to be bad games with bad technical problems, but I think it's just a net gain overall. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're, you're yeah. still going to see a, a positive... There will always be a jump force. Because I always kind of have that mentality, actually, when we move into next gen, is that, like, you know, I, I look at a game that I, I can, because I love open world games, so I look at a game like, okay, this was clearly the limitation, this is how big they can make everything, and, like, I can see a little bit of pop in on the end, and I wish the map was just, like, a little bit bigger, like, I'd love if this game was just a little bit bigger and ran a lot better, as opposed to, like, what I know the sequel will be four or five years down the road, which is everything's got to look better, everything's got to be crazy good, the character models, everything, and then now I'm stuck with the same size map again, you know, it's like, because we had to up-res everything, and so it's, we're stuck with the same issues of, of oh, man, we got to load in these huge things now, we we have a system that can do it, but you know, is GTA 6 going to be that much crazy bigger than GTA 5? Like even even when Rockstar says like it's the biggest map we've ever made, I'm like, I, yeah, still only takes me about 14 minutes to drive around the thing, and so it's like when when you think about like the sky's the limit, it's like I don't know. I would kind of like playing GTA 4 with just actually try to make it New York sized. If it looked like GTA 4 but was actually the size of New York City street by street. Like, I, I, I would love somebody to tackle, but I actually think they, that game would be boring. New York City is huge. It is, but it's just, again, it's, well, this is where my mind goes. This yeah. is why, when I truly think about like the future of games, it's just sure. like maps are always going to be this size because we got we to gotta keep up with how good other games look. It's like our, our character models have to look as good as Horizon. Otherwise, you're like, why do I own a PS5? You know, like, why am I, so, yeah, why is this a next gen game? I mean, the sell, Jones, is that the leap will be huge. The sell with, just the idea that this is a custom solid state drive is that uh, that that problem that like minor jump that you've seen like GTA four to GTA five will be larger actually when you go to GTA six. Sure. That when you get both New York and Miami, they'll both be bigger than any map you've ever seen before, and you'll be able to fly jets around them at light speed. Dude, it's San Andreas to GTA four is mind boggling. It's crazy. You know. Hard to really compare those games, just you know, visually and character model wise and stuff. Sure, because sure, four sure. and five were in the same gen, technically. Like we think of that, we think of five being a current gen game, but it's not. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. We didn't get a GTA this gen. I think happen. of Nico <laughs> really. Bell's face, man. Like there's just no. That's just not a good looking game to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's just a bad face. Um, so we talked a lot about Spider Man running on a PlayStation Five, and then that kind of leads to the next point: is that the PlayStation 5 will be backwards compatible with PS4 software. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Very good. Especially if you missed something. Confirmed. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I just, I have, I have a ton of questions about this. This is unprecedented. We can say, yeah, you can run Xbox 360 games on your Xbox One. You can't run all of them. And that's kind of easy to do halfway through a generation. We're going to have this period, which was kind of implied... Uh, in this interview, where there are games that are launching both on PS4 and PS5 at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Death Stranding, I'm getting the PS4 version and I'm running it on my PS5. Is that the same as what would happen if I bought the PS5 version? That is an interesting question. Um, probably not. 
Right. Like, how do they... Why wouldn't but, uh, I buy it, the cheaper PS4 version, right? It would be interesting if they did have some kind of way to, like, convert it. You basically just download a patch and you're playing the PS5 version. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, they'd have to outline that. I don't, I don't think that's the way it would work. Yeah, this is weird. This is It's this weird period where we definitely have cross-gen releases before in the past uh we talked about it before in a, in a previous podcast where like uh battlefield i think it was three of the year that the ps4 came out you could buy it on ps3 and upgrade for a reduced cost to right. ps4 or yep. xbox one example. um i don't know if you can do that again i don't know i don't think that would work this time i think they legitimately just have to allow you to buy the ps4 version and play it on your ps5 I think they just have to take whatever loss that is. They have to sell the PS5 version as being so superior that be, there'd be no reason for you to get the PS4 version if you want a PS5. And I don't know how they could do that. Yeah, I'm confused. Why would you... 60 bucks is 60 bucks. Why, if I owned a PS5, why would I buy the PS4 version? PS4 version, I think, is going to get cheaper. I think as, as old-gen software tends to... At launch? Not at launch. Like, let's think yeah. about Destiny. No, they were both 60, right? When Destiny launched... Yeah. With, with yeah. your example, though, if I'm understanding this correctly, if you're the, if you're the same, if you're the type of customer that would buy a PS5 mm-hmm. and then save money on the Death Stranding game, that doesn't really line up to me. Sure. I feel like you'd be buying the PS5 <laughs> yeah. to play it on PS5. You would get the PS5 version. Yeah, I, and I guess I'm running <laughs> with this assumption that there won't be auto upgrades for every PS4 game. I'm assuming that PS4 games, unless like work is put in, will run as they do on a PS4. Minus loaded times. Minus loading yeah. times, yeah, yeah I mean, which is point. which is a big deal. I think know? that there could be similar advantages, you know, as to say, you know, playing on a PS4 Pro or something to play a PS4 game on a PS5. Yeah, but I mean, like blood. Uh, yeah, there's differences, right? There's there are chunky differences between a PS4 and, and Pro, but like a lot of them need to be like this is Pro enhanced. Mm-hmm. They need to put work in, and I wonder right. how many games will put the work in. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think any will Bloodborne big... will Bloodborne put the work in? Who did not put in the work for PS4 Pro? But PS4 Pro came out after, so you're talking about yeah. they would put the work in for a game that was already out. Yeah. Will they? Will they do that? Will, will I don't think most. Developers I'm sliding Bloodborne would. into my PS5. Is it going to run the exact same? Um. But there was, but they did have like the boost mode, so there were ways to make any PS4 game run better, but it wasn't guaranteed because. You know, it's not yeah, it's yeah. not tested. Boost mode is like negligible. Boost mode isn't much at all. Like really you have to have like you have to, they have to put in work for you to see like a significant boost, I think, right. in PS4 Pro performance. Obviously the PS5 will be a way bigger jump, but I just like it's work. The reason why you can't throw any three sixty game into your Xbox One and have it run is because they put in work. They have like a, a team that tests every single game and, and runs through them and makes sure. That right, but that's a different architecture. So I mean, the games will work on the PlayStation Five because the architecture's similar enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, but in terms of like how much of an advantage you're going to get, then yeah, what you were saying, and like if they don't do like some kind of like Last of Us remastered or something like that, then you're but, probably not going to see that much difference. Yeah, I mean they are they are very aware of their competition, right? And so this is something... The backwards compatibility with Microsoft and the Game Pass have been strong pillars of that platform for a a while now, and you can assume that there's going to be a similar level of support for the next generation that they're going into. So Sony has to be looking at that, and I wonder if they have a similar plan 
to be at least somewhat competitive with Microsoft. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't? Yeah, I, I would love to see more dipping into the PS1, PS2, PS3 back catalogs, obviously. Right. Unless maybe they're thinking like, hey, our library is strong enough on, our, on its own. We don't need to offer that support because we think the quality of the games surmounts that or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, generally, yeah, the the current generation and the next generation are really what people are all that concerned about. They're, they're probably not that many pe- people concerned about PS3, PS2, and PS1. But I think, again, one of the advantages of sharing the same architecture is that anything that's already been brought out on PS4 should, you know, theoretically be compatible with PS5 as well. So right. you've already got that amount of library. Makes me happy because I always thought backwards compatibility was something which just like reviled amongst like console devs. We're just like, oh, please, just don't ask for it. It's such a pain in the ass. Yeah. So like, it's just not something we thought of. And so if you have Cerny, like, who's been behind the PS4 this whole time, it's that's really cool that he this like you know I would imagine during this gen is like this is going to be very important for the PS5. This needs to work. You know, it's not just a matter of making the PS5 capable of doing it. It's a matter of having these PS4 games ready for it. Yeah, I don't remember if we talked about the trademark, uh, the patent, excuse me, that uh, Cerny filed about backwards compatibility where a a console could, like, emulate through trickery a a previous console. Uh, But, yeah, clearly thought and work is being put into it. We don't know if that will ever be implemented. I think that's – we didn't cover it because I don't like talking about patents. But I'm more likely to believe that patent will surface into something today than I was before. And what's interesting in a weird way is even though we don't get – PS2 games, I can still play Resident Evil 4 on my PlayStation 4, so then now I guess I can play that on my PlayStation 5. So, like, the more these consoles, like, have kind of special re-releases and, like, okay, we actually took care to bring Final Fantasy VII to the Switch, like, to these other consoles, then, like, when that's backwards compatible, you get all that fun stuff, too. Yeah. So it's just, it's hard for me to to imagine this. Will there be be a PlayStation 5 box for Spider-Man? Marvel Spider-Man 1. Can I buy that for PlayStation 5? I bet they might, especially considering all the testing that they're doing with it yeah. and how much investment they put in that game. I think there's a yeah. fairly good chance that just like yeah, like Last of Us, like Spider-Man will be one of those things. Certainly God of War, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that God of War PS5 box is too good. But to I don't want to rebuy these games. I already own them. Well, yeah. yeah but probably won't. But I yeah. mean, it's the way well. that they're thinking of it is... Yeah. You have to when you're launching a new console. Maybe there are a ton of people that never bought a PS4. They just skipped this generation. Yeah, they're going in. They've already like God of War or Spider Man or whatever it is has already gotten a lot of buzz. They know it's a good game. They'll just pick that up with their PS5. Like as a business decision, I don't see how it's a bad thing. Yeah, like you're not going to rebuy it, but that doesn't matter. Uh, Last of Us remastered sold really well on PS4. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's no reason not to. It's a bummer, you know what I mean? You just want to you want to slide slot in God of War and have it look super amazing and like a like But maybe an upgrade. like I said, like maybe there is an upgrade path. You know, you talked about Battlefield right. doing that. You we uh, saw the uh what even a weird example, but the Wii U virtual console. And it was like, "Here, $2, get the Wii U features." You know, it's like it it could be done. Mhm. Uh, on some level, especially I totally with forgot di- about that. Yeah, yeah, especially with digital games. I think physical, they're gonna be it's like you know, cause you can get that thing out of Redbox or whatever. Mm. But uh, with a digital game, it's like, well, why you know, why not? Yeah, though Microsoft doesn't care if you use Redbox. Um, what do you mean, like in terms of like? If I, we're talking about like an upgrade, like you're buying like yeah, turning but, it into another version. But I mean like oh, downloading on Xbox those. Oh, 360. Right, right, oh, right. Oh, sure, yeah. Like you can buy, you can red box. Well, I don't know if you can red box 360 games, whatever. 
Gamefly it, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and they I mean, just, I guess in their case, you keep the disc in, so it'd yeah. be the same thing with PS5. If you had the disc in, then you could do it. Yeah, nuts. Uh, nuts to think about. Uh, I want to talk more about the solid state drive in that uh, this console is looking expensive. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's got parts that don't exist yet, so it's uh, really hard to price this thing out. But yeah. like, if you wanted those things in your PC, it is a very expensive PC. Uh, what do you all think this is going to cost? Five hundred. Ooh. Yeah, I think between five hundred and six hundred. Ooh. Oh and my Jones? goodness. Well, I was hoping like four fifty, four hundred, but oh yikes. Yeah. I, I mean, if it was four hundred, table's that would not be feeling a... it. Yeah, I, I, I think it'll be. I think it'll be premium. I think the, you know, they've got a strong enough PS4 right now that they're wow. not afraid of premium. I think the PS4 Pro and Xbox One X showed that they've got an audience for premium. I agree. Um, and that stuff is just going to... And again, I think it's something where this, you know, this cross-compatible architecture makes that easier. Makes that transition take as long as it needs to take because people will still be able to buy, you know, similar, basically the same kind of game. So I'm still making my Death Stranding money. Whether you're buying that game on PS4 or PS5, I'm getting your Death Stranding money. I get what you're saying, Blood. That that can be prolonged because the the software can be cross-compatible. An interesting thing for this new generation, to me, is it's comforting and awesome to hear that when you get a PlayStation 5, you know that in some way it'll be backwards compatible with PlayStation 4 games. But as these generations go on, they tack more and more services, more and more things to get invested in. They, like, kind of hinted at PlayStation VR. They're like, mm-hmm. hey, it's important to us. Yeah. But if you're somebody that bought into that... And it's they come out and they say, we're not going to support PlayStation VR right away. That'll be a year later. Or even let's say you're a PlayStation Now subscriber and they're like, that's not something we're going to support right now. It's, we're going to support it later. It's like, do those things influence when you upgrade and why you upgrade? Like, I, I guess from a consumer perspective, wouldn't you want the transition to be as smooth as possible? And if you if the transition is as smooth as possible, you kind of want them potentially like hitting in all of these areas that you're invested in like because to me that makes you more convinced and more confident in investing in those things in the future yeah whereas like uh i think there are certain things i bought on ps4 where i'm just like is this like am i getting rid of my ps4 when i'm done with it you know what i mean like uh i've kept my big old ps3 around which i I guess is really nice but yeah i I get you ben and and so the next thing you buy on a playstation 4 you're feeling better about the same way xbox one people are like i I feel like i'm gonna i'm buying this thing for the rest of my life right and that's that's how you want to feel going into a new generation is like okay like it they're they're rewarding me for buying into sony or into playstation and if you don't have that feeling you're going to look a lot harder at the competition and what they're offering. And it seems like Microsoft is definitely making a strong effort to reward you for going into that ecosystem as much as possible. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I don't feel that with Nintendo. And I wonder if that's possible to feel that way about, uh, you know, Apple Arcade or, mm. or Google Stadia. Like when you're buying into Stadia, is it like, yeah, I'm going to be playing these games for 10 years? Or is it like, man, is this thing going to be around in two years? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, right? I feel right. like when you buy it, you know... You, you, you're buying into uncertainty. Yeah. You have to know that yeah. at some level, yeah. And so it is. It's hard to match what Microsoft has been doing, but they're clearly making an effort. But I think just from a, a consumer standpoint, 
like those expectations are kind of baked in where it's like, okay, Google's doing this new thing that may or may not work out. Whereas like Sony has been making consoles forever. Yeah. Right. And so I think there's different levels of expectations there um, between the two. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, I'm curious to see what else here is going to be the, the, the differentiators, but I think in a lot of ways, you know, we're, you know, maybe this is the maturing of the industry or whatever you want to call it. But I, I think this is just another step in where the, like, the hardware itself is becoming less important. And like Ben was saying, like, it, it's all of these services and things that like, right. if you've got these ongoing costs then you need to keep these customers. And so your hardware needs to be compatible in some form. Uh, so that you don't just start losing people. If it plays PS4 games, I'd be astonished if it didn't uh, wasn't working with PSVR at launch. It's working with current gen PSVR at launch. Yes. Yeah. Uh, PSVR two is rumored to been been in development, right. and that might not be there at launch. But yeah, your your regular old PSVR headset, you can. You, yeah, you cannot uh, you cannot uh, miss a stride with that PSVR sales. Like you got to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Though uh, I think Jones, I think the new headset's gonna make the old headset look silly. Oh, of course. You know? Yeah. Even uh, like the current Oculus is just like. Yeah. You know. You go get it. You know, even like the we have we have the you know one of the original vibes, and it's just like oh that new vibe is so good. <laughs> I know it, it is. hurts. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah, and so yeah, I guess that's part of the nature of any new technology. But yeah, uh, uh, the would you call it the the maturation of the the industry? Sure. Uh, uh, I want to talk about this article. I want to talk about how different this is from how the PS4 was announced, mm-hmm. uh, which happened in, in a February. It was a February day. Uh, we didn't even know that we'd be seeing a PlayStation 4 announcement that day. We just knew. Uh, well, we knew, but we didn't, they didn't say it, right? Yeah, right. They did not say, like, I, I think maybe it was future PlayStation at best, but it was not like, hey, this is a console announcement. Tune in for that. Uh, PlayStation meeting was the name of the event. Um uh, announced there on that February and then released uh, that November, right? So it's just like boop, boop, boop. Uh, you know, like less than a year later, you have a new console in your hands. Uh, here, we have a Wired article is the announcement. The first right. official like word, uh, I mean, obviously we've heard like, hey, we'll have, we're going to be keep making consoles. We've heard them reference a future console, but never this directly. And we, we know Mark Cerny's working on it. We get this many details. Uh, we're used to hearing this in a speech. Yeah. On a stage, yeah. What do we think this is about? Why? Why Wired? Why today? You got to get it in front of Microsoft. If you're not going to have the big event, and you know they're going to have the big event, mm-hmm. but you have a lot of advantages in a lot of ways, why not just do it like this? Because it gets it like you don't have to be extravagant to get people talking. You don't have to. Uh, like now, when Microsoft is going into E3 months later. The narrative isn't going to be just taking this thing on its own. It's going to be taking, well, how does this compare to what we know about the PlayStation 5? Yeah. And that is a very different kind of conversation. Immediately. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jones, do you miss, do you think this is a smart move? Do you miss the presentation or do you like this kind of thing? Both. Okay, why? (laughs) Uh, uh, I miss the presentation and I think this is smart because, and I think it's, I think we're just going to start seeing Sony really experiment with um, obviously the, the, the type of regular game updates that we got, uh, as evidenced by their last, uh, you know, I don't remember the name of it, State of Play. And, yeah, I think they just kind of want to be all over the place. I think they I think they want to be surprising, and they want to see how little effort they can do. They didn't even write this story. <laughs> how little effort they can do to get the same point across. And, um, 
Yeah, I think it's interesting. Yeah, specifically Wired, I think is fascinating to have no lead up to it. Is, is fascinating. Um, but yeah, not I think, even a wink, not even like you're going to like what's wired is publishing tomorrow right. morning. Not even that. Right. And it makes me, yeah, it makes me wonder if everything moving forward with the PlayStation five is going to be more like Ben was saying, more service based, more mm-hmm. game focused and less like not really a whole lot to say about tech until we like see something like this running. Um, but I mean, I like, I always think about it. It sucks. Cause like I have so many expectations built on how this industry has run ad wise for so many years that like when something, you know, bucks tradition, I'm initially like, Oh, that's, that's weird. Cause that's not the way we used to do it. And then I think about like where I'm at and it's like, well, I'm excited about this thing and we're talking about it. So who cares? <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, I guess, I guess it doesn't really matter um, unless someone doesn't like wired, I guess, or somebody's you know, has some kind of animosity there, doesn't like magazines. I don't know if if someone, if like a Sony fan's like, wait a minute, do you not? This is kind of the same thing as backing out of E3. It's like, as a consumer, do do you not care about me? And that's why you're not going to this event that I've already paid a ticket to go see? Or is Sony, I'm so curious to see what Sony does before E3. Did Layden like do some wink or something where he he was like, he's like, we're going to be around He did wink. So it's he like, said, "Like I don't keep your eyes peeled if yeah. you're looking for us to announce things." So, I think yeah. even a week before is like shots fired, <laughs> just being yeah. like, "You're still going to talk about us, and we know it." It's interesting because I, I, I'm not going to say that Sony already has the the game part of next generation taken care of, but it's interesting looking ahead, and you already have things that you know you can look forward to on the PlayStation Five, like Horizon Two is going to be a PlayStation 5 game. Mm-hmm. The next God of War is going to be a PlayStation 5 game. Death Stranding will be probably playable on PlayStation 5. Final Fantasy VII Remake, potentially playable on PlayStation 5. And so they, there's all these seeds that they've planted, and it's kind of like a good mix of like known, like, oh, yeah, I really liked that. That was a, a big new thing that you did this generation. I want to see that continue. And completely unknown. And, like... I already feel like I have things to look forward to on this new console that hasn't been announced and no games have been announced for it. And I think that's a super favorable position to be in. Yeah. Bloodworth, hmm. how do you feel after reading this? What is your feeling, man? Um, no, I mean, I definitely feel excited about it. I think it's it's an interesting way to, to pull it off. I think because it is uh, so tech-heavy that it really probably was a good choice to go this way if you don't actually have uh, the games in a state that you want people to see the games yet. And they clearly aren't. Yeah. We have a year plus, maybe yeah. two years. We're, we're seeing yeah. Spider-Man again, you know, yeah. and, and, and making, you know, whatever comparisons we can based on that. But I think that's why, you know, this format works for it because it's like, okay, sure, like seeing that demo would be interesting, but it wouldn't necessarily like come across that much better, you know, like... It's like, yeah, it was faster. Like, it's just what he, he said in the article. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, if they post it to YouTube today, how many views will it get? Right, yeah. I get what you mean. Yeah. But it's interesting. It reminds me of, like, the con footage versus trailer for the masses, where it's like you get two announcements. So, like, uh, like they showed, like, two and a half minutes of Mandalorian at the Star Wars celebration, but, like, didn't show it to the public. And so, like, all the fans are all pissed off because they're like, come on, I'm, like, watching this thing. And I'm, like, so tuned into this, but I can't see this footage. But then that footage is going to drop, like, a week from now, and it's going to be another headline again. So it's like we could show it to everybody and get one headline, or we could show it to this small group and everybody yeah. else later and get two. 
And this kind of feels like that a little bit, where it's like, he didn't say PlayStation 5. Yeah. They Wired said it, and Cerny was like, ding, wink. You know, right. you're like, okay. So, like, until they say, ladies and gentlemen, the PlayStation 5. Like, that's the reveal. You know, like, we'll, we'll, we'll remember that day, because they did that. Mm-hmm. And yet, this is enough information for us to be like, and Microsoft. You know, so it's like, they kind of did both. It's weird. It's like an interesting setup. There was a lot of information in this article, but we still don't really know a lot at the same time. Yeah. And it's it's it, it's fascinating that it works in that way. Yeah. Now, what do they call it, like the gray, low-speed version or something of the dev kit? The uh, Yeah, let me scroll up for that. That was interesting. An early low-speed version concealed in a big silver tower. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I, I, for the record, I love it. I, I loved it when the Xbox One X, there's... Their, their spec reveal was through Eurogamer uh, Digital Foundry, right? Like, I actually love this. I love having Cerny there, uh, having Mark Cerny be the person who is revealing the PlayStation 5. Uh, this would have been a boring press conference. Yeah. This would have been a boring video. If it's just Mark Cerny talking to the camera and saying, looking right. at Spider-Man, I actually think this is the right way to deliver this amount of information, as the panelists said. Uh, I think it's a smart move. I like, kind of like it. I do kind of miss, you know, as this industry matures... I, you're not, I don't think you're going to get kind of the huge what-in-the-world moments from these console manufacturers specifically. Like, I want something like the Boomerang controller again. <laughs> We're just looking at it like, no, that'll never work out. Yeah. yeah. I want that. So the Kinect will not be bundled in with the next Xbox? <laughs> right. I uh, wonder, uh, another potential reason for this is, you know, obviously they're talking about dev kits are going out mm-hmm. now. Yes. Like, publishers have them. So at what point do we... Just get ahead of the leaks. Right. You're right. And I think it sounded like imminent, right? So mm-hmm. I bet like this is the same day that it showed up at Capcom. Well, I don't know. Maybe you trust Capcom more. Like, you know, like a, <laughs> like a B-tier developer who I won't call out, right? Like, it's just like, <laughs> this is finally the day Bethesda got theirs. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, before Bethesda can leak it, uh, <laughs> let's do this. I, I totally get that, boy. <laughs> Why Wired, though? We're never going to know. I'm so curious. Because, yeah. They're a tech Jones, magazine. But when I think of me. Wired, I think oh, of, like... Oh, I know. It could have been so... It could have I been think just of, a ton like, of Drew Carey places. show. You know what I mean? It, like, Wired's been around since the Drew Carey show, and I just think of, like, Drew Carey at his desk reading Wired and yelling at Mimi. You know what I mean? That's, like, my association. <laughs> right. But they're still around, man. Wired's still doing this it. This is still a conversation. They yeah. was, Sony was still convinced, okay, Wired. And yeah. I just, I just want to know, was that, a, was that a check? Was that a elevator pitch? What was that? Uh, I bet the journalists mm-hmm. worked hard for it. Oh, sure. I bet it was that kind of thing where it's just like you you press on their PR people like we'd really love to get this scoop. Because that's what's really funny is it's not like for the attitude from Wired isn't like, man, we got this. This is crazy right now that we're even discussing it. It's just like, anyway, it's uh, Tuesday at Wired and uh, PlayStation 5, we're talking about it. Like, ah, excuse me? <laughs> no, nah, the headline starts with the word exclusive. For, oh, sure. Credit, it does you know. exclusive. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no. They definitely want to play up the fact that they have this news and nobody else does. But yeah. It's just, for, it's it's so bizarre and it's not treated within as being as bizarre as it is. Yeah. yeah I which do, makes it even more bizarre. <laughs> I do kind of have it in my head that, like, Mark Cerny just called up these guys on his phone. He's like, hey, you guys, you guys busy? Like, he just, like, it was some sort of Mark Cerny sleepover. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got something new to show you. Because I can't believe, he didn't set that demo up only for Wired. That Spider-Man demo was showed, showed to more than one person on that day. Whatever day this was, wherever mm. this was. I think it actually said it was in their California no. office. Cerny, uh, Cerny's uh, immediate family has certainly seen it like a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I need you to like, run this by you. He's like doing his notes. I, I, yeah, to me, I think there's a lot of internal pitches and, and developer pitches and stuff like that. To where, yeah, you would want to have this kind of demo to, to show people what you're... you're the people you're on. handing the dev kits to, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
I, one last thing I do want to cover is uh, just like with the PS4, he said that we talked to a lot of studios about what they wanted, and one of their just loftiest dreams was to have a solid state drive. And so he's just like, yeah, let's work on it. And then they figured out a way. I thought it was kind of cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, exciting times ahead. Ex- extremely exciting times ahead. That's yeah. why it's called When's Next Gen? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Cerny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it has to happen now. There is no other entry music that would work. <laughs> you all hear that? Sounds like it's podcast halftime. That's some good intro music right there. The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of April. Fangamer, makers of officially licensed merchandise for games like Dark Souls, Hollow Knight, Undertale, Katamari Damacy, and Persona 5. Not to mention Easy Allies t-shirts. Their newest products include the Hollow Knight Collector's Edition for Switch, PS4, and PC, a Prince and Katamari Magnetic Plush, and a Metaton EX posable figurine from Undertale. Check out their store at Fangamer.com. Sweet Justice a sound design company from the southern shores of the UK. They've worked on some of the biggest AAA titles, the most refreshing indie titles, and collaborated with the best development teams in the world. L. Fanis. Our gifted sponsor this month is the Able Gamers Foundation, a nonprofit charity that aims to improve the overall quality of life for those with disabilities through the power of video games, creating opportunities that enable play in order to combat social isolation, foster inclusive communities, and improve the quality of life for people with disabilities. The link to donate is in the description. Y2Kyle89. Car Keys Express. If you need a replacement car key or a remote, check out carkeysexpress.com slash store. Use the coupon code EZA at checkout for free shipping and 10% off of your order. They are proud sponsors of Easy Allies. Hoag Law Business Law Firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. Or at least that good business lawyer's YouTube and podcast series, Virtual Legality. This week in Virtual Legality, Hoag discusses the counterproductive effort of review bombing steam defectors like the Borderlands series, Gizmodo sales, and the nature of private equity funds, demonetization and bans of social media coverage for Devolver Digital's Weedcraft Inc., and impressions and analysis of all the latest from Star Wars and Game of Thrones Episode 1. Check it all out at youtube.com slash H-O-E-G law or on your favorite podcast service. And our mega sponsor... River Horse. Our friends over at River Horse can teach you the ways of the ServiceNow platform. Do you think that email and spreadsheets are a thing of the past? So do they. See how they're helping companies transform the world of work. What is ServiceNow? It's a platform, a piece of technology that lets people automate their business. They're part of the movement to create great work experiences and unlock productivity for employees and the enterprise. With River Horse, you'll learn to master ServiceNow capabilities through hands-on real-world instruction. As an authorized training partner, their education advisors are able to teach over 12 official classes. Join them at Knowledge 19 in Vegas from May 5th to the 9th, the industry's biggest conference of the year. River Horse will be teaching in the pre-conference training and hosting several events throughout the week. Reach out to them on Twitter or email to join them and get some free swag. They're proud to sponsor Easy Allies and look forward to supporting all allies that work in the IT industry. Train to transform. Look them up at www.river-horse.com. 
All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Normally you tack on to that. Something? After I say thank you sponsors, and yeah? you're like, technically there there are, are gifted sponsorships. Well, we, we, we mentioned that ahead that. of time. We lead into that now. That was a suggestion oh, on nice. Cup of Jones. Oh, but, that's a good suggestion. But I, like I do want to add on oh, that uh, add on. we do have sponsorship slots open, including our mega sponsor, uh, the lovely River Horse, carried with us strong for two full months, but will not be around for the month of May. So if you want to be mega sponsor of the Easy Allies podcast and Frame Trap, that's uh, right. sign on up over at patreon.com slash easy allies. You get that explosion. That is exclusive for you. Yeah. When I remember sponsor. to put it on there. <laughs> <laughs> at the right time. Sometimes it'll appear at some other point in the podcast. Dude, shout out to our fans, man. Sure, I'll make right, mistakes I'll... with this podcast and mm-hmm. I'll realize it like three days later and I'm like, nobody tweeted at me. Yeah. Nobody. People were like, we know Jones is tired. You know, like we, <laughs> there was one podcast, I think three podcasts ago, the lower third was incorrect at the beginning and that explosion was like before podcast happened. Yeah. It was like everything moved over. The titles were correct and everything, but just right in the middle of Kyle saying something. <laughs> like, you never know. You never know. Sneak, mega sponsor I, sneaks up on him. The mega, the mega sponsor misfire. I had a, and I, I checked it over and everything before I hit upload, but I too had that happen a, a few episodes ago or just a random explosion. Yeah. I was like, oh man. Here's my promise to Keeps you. Keeps people though. on their toes. If you are our next mega sponsor, Jones will not mess up the explosion. Oh, for sure. 100%. I vow to you. 100%. <laughs> no load times with that explosion sound effect. One week ago, SSD exploded. <laughs> I swore this would be the big scoop of the week. Wait a minute. What? Scoop I'm sorry. Can we please mention that the PlayStation 5 is not coming out in 2019? Can we just can we just we drop did. that before we go? I don't yeah. think did you? Yeah, yeah we yeah, started yeah. off with was that. Was that a yeah. bet? Wasn't that a bet? It's Somebody not a must bet. have bet that. I've been saying 2019 for 3 years. Okay, running. I couldn't remember. Yeah. I couldn't remember what It was something around. I was like dead certain about and then was like still pushing kind of as a bit and now it's just there. So no just, bets. I thought there was a bet somewhere. You just beat yourself. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Continue. I'm sorry. I am disappointed, Jones. I swore it was going to be this year. I was really feeling it in my bones. Mm. Uh, it didn't happen. They wanted it to come out in 2019. The song pushed it. They had to get that song right. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's hard to get the Spice Girls. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to get them together. Uh, <laughs> they're going to sing it live for certain. <laughs> uh, I swore this was going to be the scoop of scoops. <clears throat> because last weekend we were looking forward to the reveal of Star Wars Jedi The Fallen Order. <laughs> oh, man, they're finally going to blow that game out. We're finally going to know so much about it. One of Kyle's most anticipated games of, of, of 2019 is going to be, like, a thing. We'll be able to see it and, and, and know what that game is like to play. I don't feel like that today. <laughs> no. I don't feel like I know that much more about this game. I know a lot about the plot. I tried to talk about you. that. You and Jones you don't really know that much. To about Jones's the plot, credit, though. from the second they announced this event, Jones said it's CGI only, and they're going to talk. It's not many times. It's not many times in life you get to lock down a tweet that good. And that was that was one <laughs> of my. Jones, do you want to feel yourself? I can. I did, it up. I, that was that. That was my tweet of the year. I yeah, can't, yeah, yeah. Let me let me cue oh, it up. Oh wow! Officially. Yeah, oh, my but goodness. like, uh, tell me. Uh, <laughs> Tell me what we saw, Jones. Uh, we saw an introduction to a character. We got a new character brought into the Star Wars universe. Um, Kestis is his last name. Cal? Cal, Cal Kestis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we learned uh, the day before, before the reveal, I don't know if some people are speculating this, but it is Order 66, so it's in the era between Episode 3 and Episode 4. And uh, we saw two characters. Um, there's a gal from Mad TV whose name constantly escapes me. I can't remember. Uh, and possibly people were pointing out Mr. Negative was seen in the stunt work that they were doing. And so they don't know if he's just the stunt person from Spider-Man, the actor. Oh, So they're like, actor. I don't know if okay. he's just doing stunts because apparently he does that. Like he does lots of uh, um, motion effects and stuff like that for games. But um, uh, 
Yeah, and just a, a, a little bit of story. What's the story? What, when does this take place? Uh, Order, Order 66 happens, and then Cal goes to live somewhere that, that uh, tears up old ships I'm sorry, uh, I'm not from a the Star Republic. Wars nerd. What is Order 66? That is the order from uh, uh, Emperor Palpatine to uh, the, the, the Emperor. Oh, okay, okay. The guy who laughs at the end of the Episode 9 trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, oh. uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, 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 he issues an order for all of the clone troopers to murder all the Jedi. Uh, Yoda escapes this. Obi-Wan escapes this, as apparently do more and more and more and more <laughs> Jedi as, as this yeah. saga goes on. Yeah. Uh, and we, so we've met a, a new one, but we actually, uh, I'm hoping, and it actually seems less and less the more the, the team's being interviewed, that we kind of get a slice of life of what it's like to be a Jedi that is on the run. Apparently, no, it's all action. Yeah. But the story is setting up kind of like the difficulty of, of what, what does he do now? Who does he trust? Where does he run? And, do not uh, stand out. Do not trust stand no out. one. Trust no one. Trust the force. Only trust the force. Yeah. yeah. There's something called the second sister hunting him? Uh, yes, the in- Inquisitorious, mm-hmm. or just a deba- inquisitors, basically, who are... Uh, there's also the, uh, the something troopers. They have new troopers. They are purge troopers. Purge troopers, yeah. that's right. But we still don't have Darth Vader hunting down and murdering all the Jedi. Anywhere, right. Do we? <laughs> he's he doing this a little at the time, bit. but, you know, he's only one man. Yeah. And that's think, the idea. That's the idea of the purge troopers. Is that there's not even that many inquisitors. Like Jedi are all over this yeah. this galaxy. And I'm 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 mortified that 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 trailer's waiting in the campaign somewhere to just like oh he bumps into Darth Vader and like okay oh and it's the just last doesn't second. necessarily have the impact yeah I think nowadays uh, do you want to feel yourself okay okay so just to be clear what happened was they announced that the reveal of this thing would happen at Star Wars Celebration months ago and instantly Jones said this will be a CGI trailer and not much else and so for that it'll reason, introduce a couple of new characters but we'll <laughs> see gameplay at E3 which is what I said so you want to tack on more onto your I, a couple of new characters I thought was pretty dope <laughs> that I like I nailed that you know it's like that was when that when, uh, 30 seconds in the trailer I was just like yep like <laughs> okay here you go Jones yay baby Okay, 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 okay. This, this podcast is like a now that's music <laughs> commercial, man. <laughs> we have now that's podcast loaded up? music. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to talk about how proud they are that there are no microtransactions and no loot boxes. In yeah. This game. <laughs> Before anything else, that's yeah. they Before tweeted anything that else. out. Well, they mm-hmm. did that for Battlefront, though. They were like, Battlefront 2 will have a campaign. And yeah, they're no, like, no, Battlefront 1 didn't, and that too, was a right? mistake. So, yeah. It's, yeah, they they make a mistake, and then they celebrate when they get it right. It's that. It's the it's the pride, I guess, right? Yeah. I think uh, maybe it's just the hands on the hips and the, the swagger with it. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I don't think any of us expected this uh, campaign-driven game to have loot boxes and microtransactions. You just don't do it. It's that simple. You just yeah. don't do it. We, advertising it beforehand is... Very much like that has to. You have to realize it makes you look bad because it, that you know that's like promising someone you're getting well, back together with. Like no, 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 it's gonna be right this bad, time. Right? It does. <laughs> Other EA games will have loot boxes and microtransactions yeah. going forward. Yeah, it's strange. I, I guess they mean specifically pertaining to a single player, you know, yes. campaign. That, yeah. Uh, I like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I've liked Star Wars most of my life. I'm not as invested as Mr. Brandon <laughs> Jones over here, uh, and I didn't watch them talking about it, but I just watched the trailer. And it did nothing for me. In fact, I thought the main character, just in terms of design, couldn't have been more boring. Like, just, he could be in any game. Mm. And uh, then to watch that, and then to have them say, there are no microtransactions. <laughs> like, 
I'm not even excited about your game. Like, I don't. <laughs> what would you buy, right? Right, yeah. What would, what would I buy? Do we get different hoodies? Not, How many not, hoodies are there in this if game? If I'm not yeah, excited yeah. about your game, I'm not going to be excited by the fact that you're not ripping me off. You know, it's fair, though, Ben. It was, to me personally, a very disappointing trailer. I, I've seen. I, I like Respawn a lot. I, yes. I trust Respawn. But me too. there was nothing in there that was like, oh, hell yeah, I need to play that immediately. Yes. Well, and then I get the, like, right after the thing, I get the press release. Okay. And the press release, like, it describes the game pretty well. But then it goes in, like, gameplay is a top priority. I'm like, how? Yeah. We have nits. What? You wouldn't even show us, like, a clip to give us an example of things that you were describing in this panel. Or, or your build, it was described in the broadest terms. Thoughtful combat, right? Yeah. It was di- <laughs> like visceral and like, it was just never just like these are the types of moves you'll be doing. There is a jump button. Like even particulars like that were not met, you know? Well, I think the, 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 the wall running thing was probably like that was a hint of gameplay. Right. We see the like like, force grabs the bridge. It's yes. kind of tough to tell. It looks like he like right. slides it out toward him. So like I'm sure but they do be talk, a lot of that. It does sound like essentially like a God of War game, like probably right. you know, like an older God of War game in a way, um, with you know some kind of Metroidvania getting additional powers or whatever somehow. I don't know how that works with the Force, but sure. Uh, the, uh, multiple planets they alluded to. We're going to new locations, new, yeah. new monsters, new yeah, species, new aliens. I think the one they showed in the trailer is a totally new planet. Sure. So uh, I guess my question is, in regards to Star Wars as a franchise, uh, I want to know if I have nostalgia glasses. When I remember watching uh, uh, Old Republic CG trailers, mm. those were CG trailers for mm. an MMO I never yeah. intended to play, but all of them were good. I remember being really extremely hyped by those CG trailers. Yeah. Is is this a is this trailer different, or have is there just Star Wars fatigue? Are, are Star Wars trailers less no, exciting? No, this trailer's now? different. Oh, it's very different. Yeah. Oops. Haha. Uh-huh. I do think, just to me, I, I guess I'd have to like watch both trailers back to back again or something. But I, I do just think, on its own, it's a less exciting trailer. But we're in a completely different time. I, I think just the disappointment that we have with Star Wars games, the disappointment that we have with EAA very recently, and Star Wars movies, it should be said too. Yeah, it's there's there's a lot going on right now that wasn't going on then. And so the the climate is totally different, and so I think the expectations are different. Um, and I just don't think it's a time, for me personally, where you can just be like, we're making a Star Wars game and be so vague that it's exciting. Yes. Like, yeah. you really... Th- this isn't the time for that. It's not like you're... I don't want to say Star Wars is in turmoil or anything. I don't necessarily believe that, but just things are different. There's a lot going on with Star Wars, and so I don't know... It's not like we're starving for Star Wars, right? Like, if this is the only Star Wars thing going on, I think uh, maybe, but you're getting Star Wars from every single direction you could possibly imagine. Yeah. I think, well, it's like, specifically those old Republic trailers. There were two. There was the the, the taking of the Sith Temple, and yes. then there was a battle in the forest where you had, like, all a bunch of clone yeah. troopers now. And you had, like, a Jedi fighting along with them. And both of those were, like, one event. It was like, it was like I, I, you know, I'm not even sure what's going on with the story, but they actually had one... Uh, for an expansion that they did to the Old Republic that was about, like, twin brothers. I remember that twin trailer. Remember that? That's a good trailer, you know man. how cool that was? Yes. You and neither of us 
played that game at all. You yeah. know, like but I, I remember yeah. that trailer because it was really cool. It was a setup. I was like, wow, what interesting characters. How tough is it to create like new Jedi villains in the Star Wars universe? Mm-hmm. And I was like, and they're like, they had like yellow lightsabers. And I was like, oh, yellow's kind of creepy. What a fun variant to red. Like there's just I was like, kudos to them for like continuing the story and taking it in interesting directions. And there's not like there's there's very little. The only two things interested me in this trailer, uh, the taking apart of Old Republic ships, I think is kind of fun just in terms of, I guarantee, like, you don't do that at all. It's probably like the opening cutscene, and then you're like, boom, we're off that planet. But uh, the fact that he's literally, like, you know, he lost the order, and then he gets to take apart Republic ships all day, and like, that's just adding insult to injury, and I, I, I think that's interesting, like, probably an easy job that he could get. Um, and there's this moment where he has an opportunity to force grab somebody, um, and, I, like, you don't really see, like, does he let the person go or not? Like, is that the moment where they're revealed? I don't know. Um, but just that, and then, so I'm wondering, as, you know, when it got announced, like, oh, are there stealth elements? That would be kind of cool. Like, is there, do we kind of kind of see him, you know, some subterfuge, or, like, are there moments where, like, you have a detection meter of like oh no they know I'm here and specifically in interviews at the event they were like no it's all yeah action. yeah yeah exactly thank you I'm 100%. glad you followed that up yeah 100% all action I think that's like, not happening ah. so I don't know as somebody who has seen order 66 gone through the, the a prequel trilogy and through three seasons of rebels and through multiple comic books and novels that I've read and then this game comes out and they're like no nah, he's in that too and it's like okay and what and like no gameplay there's just not a lot to grab onto here yeah and that's I don't want to like dwell on the game for too no. long. It was a disappointing presentation, and I hope to see more of that game, obviously, in E3, like Jones predicted months ago. Uh, a really strange announcement happened just this morning that was like mm. teased maybe yesterday or the day before. Well, I think maybe something leaked, right? Do you remember? I don't know how this came about. Uh, it was Which, t- at least teased in a tweet. Capcom <laughs> oh, UK. Sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, why? Do you have some other leaked blood? No, no, this is what I was talking about, but oh, okay. Ben, Ben was because I'm looking over your shoulder, and Ben was in like, what are we talking about? Got you, got you. The tweet showed the reflection of arcade buttons and a bunch of arcade Capcom arcade games, uh, some of which we haven't played in a long time, unless we were at, at arcades. Uh, and then so d- this morning it was revealed what that product is. is called Capcom Home Arcade. And it's not like a little plug-and-play. It's a big, thick plug-and-play. It is uh, two players, uh, two arcade sticks, six buttons, or 12 buttons, I guess, uh, six for each player. Um, <laughs> it's, so it's big. You know, it'll fit on your, your coffee table. Uh, it's the Capcom logo. Yeah. This arcade stick combo is shaped exactly like the Capcom logo, colors and everything. So the buttons are whatever part of the Capcom letters they're on. I'm baffled by the design of this thing. First yeah, of all. that's the one thing that I I don't care for is like if you don't even have like colors on the buttons, it's like feels like it's a little weird to communicate. Uh, I but feel like I've played a lot of arcade games where all the buttons are the same color. Sure. Yeah, they're and, not all ideas. And, and it's got to be. Yeah, it's got to work across different games too. I mean, maybe maybe it's terrible, but just the concept of it re- reaches the "it's so dumb, I love it" category. So you would love to have that thing on your coffee table because it's the it's Capcom just, yeah, logo. Yeah, you just have the Capcom logo be your dumb controller. <laughs> yeah, for this weird thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. kind of into it. Yeah, and I guess really like that's the most striking thing about it. But like there are details. It's got 16 arcade games on it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, panel real quick. We're gonna go through them. A mm. uh, woohoo uh, or a what is what I would like from okay, you. Okay. If, if you don't recognize a game, just say what. Uh, nineteen forty four, the Loop Master. What? Mm. We know nineteen forty four though, right? It's yeah. a top down shoot 'em up. Yeah. yeah. 
Aliens versus Predator. Woohoo! That's a big woohoo. That's yeah. a Michael Huber woohoo. This thing sells it, right? Yeah. Like, Aliens versus Predator, yeah. a game we thought we would never see re-released ever again. Uh, it is a a two D beat 'em up uh, starring uh, two made up Capcom characters, two Predators as you just beat up Xenomorphs. Yeah, for as much as he's talked about it, I've never gotten to play it, so I'm I'm stoked. Nice. It's, yeah. pretty, it's pretty rad. Yeah. Very Metal Sluggish. It's just a lot going hey, on. Hey, <laughs> I happen to really like Metal Slug. Yeah. <laughs> hey, new Metal Slug in development. We didn't get to do that headline, but what? I can just shoot it out there. I didn't know that. Yeah, Ooh. SNK during their like investor meeting says, "Hey, we're we're making um." We're, wow. we're developing a new Metal Slug game. This day just keeps getting better. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good day. Um, uh, uh, my first memory of that game was going to uh, RIT, Rochester Institute of Technology, where some of my friends were going. And so it's like a nerd school, right? Uh, in their, in their like, uh, what's the room where everybody just hangs out in, in a, a college in particular? Like it's, got ca- it's got couches. Any room in college? Rec room. We'll call it a rec room, right? They had an arcade cabinet that just had ROMs on it. And I was like, "What? How did you do this?" And right. Like, yeah. Nah, dude. You just download the ROMs. <laughs> and the, <laughs> this game was on it, and it blew my mind. It's like, "Where did this? What? How are you doing this? How are you not playing this all day?" It's like, we have a French version of Halo too, bro. And so they did that same trip. They had that early. They downloaded the French version of Halo too. For me, do you remember when, uh, like? modding the original Xbox was like a thing. Yes. Oh, yeah. The yeah, first yeah, yeah. time I went over to a friend's house and he was like, check out my modded Xbox. And it had like tons and t- like everything. That, that yeah. was a blow my mind moment. For yeah. Sure. Definitely had one of those G4 and GT. But now <laughs> you can like legally do this stuff. Yeah. Uh, Armored Warriors. This we actually played. This was part of Capcom Beat 'Em Up Bundle. This was the the brawler with the sick robots. Oh yes, that was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's yeah, a that's woo-woo. a huge woo on that one. Yeah, I think a lot of these games of like if you showed it to me, I would get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the name of it though. Woo. Yeah. This one never heard of Capcom Sports Club. Nope, no, no idea. A bunch of sports games. Okay. What? Yeah, that's a what? Captain Commando. Yeah, yeah Captain Commando. That, that was a that's there. a woohoo. Uh, Cyberbots, Full Metal Madness. I don't know it, but the sure. name alone. Yeah. Yeah. This one's a I've, fighting game. Uh, this one is, it's basically a spiritual sequel to Armored Warriors with the similar designs. Mm. Okay. And uh, I think it's Gene from Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is in this game. The guy wears all white and has a red bandana. Yeah. Okay. Not Ryu, a different guy who wears all white and has a red bandana. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I was going to say, I would imagine this, be, would, this would be uh, pretty fighting game heavy. Darkstalkers uh-huh, is up next yeah. in the Night Warriors. Yeah, woohoo! E- Eco Fighters is a presumably a fighting game. I've never played Eco Fighters. It sounds yeah. familiar, but I don't remember. But actually, Eco Fighters does not sound familiar to me at all. I think it might be like a side-scrolling shooter, but I don't know. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, Final Fight. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I wish it wasn't Final Fight One. It's like okay, we, we get it. It's a legacy, but sure. you, you can I'll do play some Final Fight One. Yeah. Woohoo! Uh, Ghouls and Ghosts. Yeah, the arcade version. That Interesting. Doesn't get out too much. Yeah, Giga Wing. Don't know mm-hmm. what Giga Wing is. Mm-hmm. A Mega Man, the power battle. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's on there because it's Mega Man, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's uh, not good. D- I'm trying to. I, I've either. I've either not actually played that game, or I played it and was like, I never need to play this again. One of those two <laughs> things happened. I think it's the second one. Yeah, and uh, both cases are not great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pro Gear. What? Yeah. Street Fighter oh. Two Hyper Fighting. Right. Well, that's a woohoo, but With it's the woo. a the who. asterisk woohoo. Why? <laughs> because this is the weird thing. It's like there's so many Street Fighter games, and you're just putting one of them 
onto your gigantic arcade thing that's going to take up half the coffee table? So I feel like Super Street Fighter Hyper f- 2 Hyper Fighting, that's it though, right? Is like Tournament Edition after that? I feel like the hype by Hyper Fighting, you have all the characters. No, Street Fighter 2. Oh, yeah, because it's in the World Warrior. So, yeah. But you're right, it's not Super Street Fighter. So, yeah, you can't even do Super. It's not the final version of Street Fighter 2, is it? Yeah, okay. Fair yeah, I point. I don't think it is. But right. it's like, yeah, well, like, why not have. Third Strike on here. Yeah. Why not put the original Street Fighter on here for giggles, you know? Isn't, isn't Hyper Fighting the one that is just so insanely fast? Man, maybe. I actually don't know my iterations of Street Fighter well. That one I'm not. Kyle, I feel like I feel like the iterations of Street Fighter Two, where like I've gone and be like, okay, that's what this version is. That's what this version is. But then there are so many, and the naming's a little weird that yeah. I just forget. <laughs> I know they added like T Hawk and Cami in the new challenge. That was super, right? Yeah, that was super. Okay. So but. are we not even getting T Hawk and Cami right here? Come on, dudes! <laughs> Is hyper fighting okay? We should look this up. Okay. I mean, I'm sure the comments are going to tell us. But. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Strider. Nice. Striders are yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. nice. Uh, and Super Puzzle Fighter Two Turbo. Nice. Yeah. You ever play someone who's good at that? It's not a fun game because they I'm, memorize your patterns. It sucks. Oh, uh, sure. Uh, but fun game if they don't know anything. Here's the strange thing about this: comes out October 25th. Uh, that'll be 200 pounds, uh, 230 euro. You might be asking, Kyle, why are you using those currencies? This has been announced for Europe, Australia, New Zealand, the Middle East, and Russia, but as of the time of recording, not the United States. Huh. Huh. Why? We don't know. Capcom US, no comment. Huh. As of right now. Interesting. Isn't that wild? Those all pal? What do you mean, those all pal? Uh, pal territories. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know what? I don't actually know what it. I just always thought pal was Europe. I didn't know it stretched beyond that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe, man. Like some some sort of licensing thing. Maybe that's a reason why we still haven't seen Aliens vs. Predator. Like I, maybe this will not come out in the U.S. Kyle, or we'll get a different list. Yeah. Ugh. But it's a, but that's expensive, by the way. It's a, 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 translated to around 260 U.S. dollars. That's an expensive thing for 16 oh, years. Yeah. Well, an arcade stick alone, I mean, how much would you spend on yours if you wanted it to be quality? Um, th- fight sticks can range quite a bit in price. I think I spent 150 on mine. Yeah. Fair so enough. You, you have right two now. sticks on there and if I remember the correctly, it might yeah. have been more than that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> online leaderboards, too, I should state. It was kind of interesting. Cool. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Uh, this is... Kind of a weird thing, but and it reminded me of another th- weird thing that I just saw. I was in Walmart yesterday, and I was just walking by, uh, and I saw on the shelf they had little arcade cabinets that you could buy, um, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that this was a thing. And I think they were it was like centipede that you could play, but you could just buy a not quite full size arcade cabinet at Walmart if that was something that you wanted to do. Yeah, and you like you hold the stick with just three fingers basically. It's so strange. Yeah. I can't imagine it being ergonomic at all. <laughs> right. I've seen them. Right. Yes. Yeah. What a just weird device. strange. Yeah, uh, we'll see if this gets announced for the US. I, that price I feel like is ridiculous. That's like a real luxury item, I guess. You truly yeah. love Capcom and their logo if you're buying this thing. <laughs> and I just you know, I don't know if there's more information to come or, or what, but it, it would be, to me, more valuable if you said, hey, there's other things that you can download. And like, even if you have to pay for more games, mm-hmm. that, like, that this thing has some kind of life beyond Street Fighter 3, will you be able to download this? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any indication that's even possible right now. Yeah. Well, other than the fact that it connects to leaderboards, that means it has some kind of internet connection, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, and uh, charged by USB, you're going to be able to hack it and put every, anything you want on it. So you can just have a nice little arcade stick. Uh, another headline is that the Xbox One S All Digital Edition is official today. It was announced. Here's the, here are the details on that. It's out May 7th. That's very soon. You'll be able to get an Xbox One S that has no disk drive on May 7th. It will cost $249, U.S. Dollars, uh, which... Blood, I'm just taking your notes on this. Right. Fifty dollars less than the S. Yeah. Um, so what they said is, if we price drop or we do a sale on the S, then this will always be fifty dollars less. Which is foolish, right? It should be proportionate. But go for it. Yeah. If 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 the S is ever fifty bucks, you're handing out free digital owners. <laughs> sure. Think it through, Microsoft. <laughs> You got to plan ahead for these types of things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, comes with Minecraft. Whoa. Sea of Thieves. Heck yeah. Forza Horizon 3. Nice. Uh, all of those games are on Xbox Game Pass. By the way, this thing comes right. with three months of Game Pass for $1. Why would you not spend a dollar? Right. <laughs> Why wouldn't you do it? Uh, which I guess is the scheme, right? Like, yeah, get in for a buck. Yeah, and that's, then and that's get the used funny thing. It. Like, it could it, they could just give you a code, but like, no, for a dollar, mm-hmm. you get a deal. Yeah, yeah. They want your credit card number, bud. It's not yeah, easy to it was, cancel. It was really funny because um, uh, I had the inside Xbox presentation on while I was getting ready. And then it's like, oh wait! All of a sudden, like they're they're they've got something going on. They got some crazy video, and it was, it was like they had like this video of like engineers running around, like pretending like they were trying to figure out how how to do it. Like how can we do it? How can we make it all digital? And then like somebody showed like I don't know like Illustrator or some kind of graphics design program, and they mm-hmm. just like took the line off. Was it, it meant to be funny? I think so. Oh, yes. okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Gotcha, was gotcha. It? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so that is just, funny. They okay. just erased the line where the disk yeah. drive was, and that's it. That's the one. Is it? Yeah. Is it possible that during Microsoft's E3 conference they'll announce like, "Hey, here's our new system. Here are games that you're going to be able to play on it, and if you have Xbox Game Pass, you can play all of those." Yes, a way possible. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. That's crazy. That's awesome. When that's exactly Halo what Infinite it should launches, be. it will be available on Game yeah. Pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Start now for $1. Why would you not choose the Xbox then? You know? Why wouldn't you, man? Don't you love Halo? Why are you buying anything else? <laughs> the thing is, is I'm not going to be... I'm just going to get a both, but... Yeah. I'm just saying, if you were to choose... I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it is... I do... I wonder how much money they're making off of Game Pass. Apparently a lot. Apparently it boosts game sales. It's just... It is so weird to me. Uh, for you know, uh, doing this for so long and watching video games for so long, the idea of being able to play a new Halo game for one dollar is is mind boggling. Do you remember the days where they were so excited to sell the script of the Halo movie that they had Spartans walk around with this briefcase that had the Halo script in it and showed up to all the big movie studios? I don't remember this at all. This is mid-2000s Halo arrogance where they're just like, we are the next big franchise of entertainment. And, uh, you know, it's just so different. It's so different today. I I remember the launch of both Halo 2 and 3 feeling insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like, was that the first instance, or certainly one of the most popular instances of, here is your video game flavored soda. We're going to put Master Chief on Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> game fuel. Yeah. 
By the way, great flavor. It's it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Snow pitch black. <laughs> uh, it is now time for love and respect. Get it. Get it. <laughs> Love and respect. Let us play quick game. Maybe we can do a quick question. Here we go. Uh, hi, allies. Epic Games is obviously killing it right now with Fortnite going strong and their game store ramping up week by week. Well, killing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever way you want to take that phrase. Uh, the other way they dominate, though, is with the Unreal Engine. So many major titles make use of it, and now... We're all going to play a game about it. Kyle will give you the names of two major games. Simply state which one runs on the Unreal Engine. Okay. Uh, this one comes to us from Space Channel Dom, by the way. Okay. Journey or Abzu? Abzu? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Abzu is Unreal Engine 3. Journey is on Sony's Fire Engine. Huh. All right, Sony. Journey is built on Dream. Yeah, a little cute, dudes. Dragon Ball Fighters or Dr- Dead or Alive 6? Dragon Ball Fighters. Dragon Ball nice Fighters, band. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Huh. DOA has their own engine. Isn't it called like the Sweat Engine? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember <laughs> what the name of it is. Uh, Subnautica or Astroneer? Subnautica? Astroneer? Jones, you got a guess? Uh, Astroneer. Astroneer, yeah. yeah. Subnautica is. I unity. had a little bit of advantage mm-hmm. on that because I'm pretty sure I played that in the Epic Booth at GDC one year. Oh, nice, nice. nice. <laughs> Blood, it counts, dude. The Dark Descent or Scorn? <laughs> <laughs> Scorn? I don't know. Scorn! Yes! What's Scorn? Atmospheric <laughs> horror game. Yeah. Somber tapestries. Nice. Uh, a Hat in Time or Ukulele? Hat in Time. Ukulele. Uh, ukulele. Hat in Time. Why that confidence, Jones? <laughs> um, I don't know. That was so, that was so weird. You're like, I know, bro. I play playing that game every night. Uh, yeah, uh, ukulele. Like the kickstarted nature of it. Oh, I don't okay. know. That doesn't really make I sense. I knew one of them was. Unity. I don't know. Yeah. Just got a little hit there. Uh, Nino Kuni two or Octopath Traveler. Nino Kuni two. Nino Kuni two. Yeah, I would agree. They oh. got us. Octopath Traveler. Octopath oh, Traveler. You got what? me. You got me. Octopath Traveler was Unreal. Yeah, Unreal Engine four. Huh. Nino Kuni uses wow. a custom engine. Mm. Mirror's Edge or Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Mm. <laughs> Mirror's Edge. The first one. Yeah. Mirror's Edge, yeah. Yeah, first one, Unreal Engine 3. It was very prominent in that first trailer. And then obviously Catalyst is on Frostbite. <laughs> That's right. Uh, 50 Cent Bulletproof or 50 Cent Blood in the Sand? Hmm. Blood in the Sand? Blood in the Sand. Bulletproof. Blood in the Sand. Ah. Bulletproof uses a proprietary cross-platform engine, which developer Genuine Games also used for fight, the Fight Club video game. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, Mirror's Edge, I remember being one of those things where, like, it was uh, fairly well known that it was Unreal, Unreal just because it was like, this is Unreal. Like, every other Unreal game at the time just looked like the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> And grungy. Mirror's Edge looks so different. Yeah. You're right, man. That game had an impact visually just from announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, howdy, allies. Howdy. Howdy. Let's talk about cheating in games. Ooh. In the past, it was very common to have a device such as the Game Genie to unlock codes for, say, infinite lives. Nowadays, the landscape is so different. Cheats are now sold as microtransactions with boosts or special DLC items. Also, the birth of online games has caused cheating to negatively affect others. 
Recently, Apex Legends announced that it had to ban 350,000 cheaters. Oh. Personally, I wouldn't think about doing this in a multiplayer game, but I wouldn't mind adding cheats to a single-player game where I don't negatively affect anyone. What are the panel's thoughts on in regards to cheating using or to in regards to using cheats in games? Were you always playing the game as intended, or have you partaken in game cheats in the past? Love and respect, grammar. <laughs> the question: Have we ever used game che- like yeah, used game cheats totally? Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely Are, you've ne- you've never played Grand Theft Auto. I've with... never used cheats. Mm. Tell me about the witness. Never would I ever oh, use God. cheats. <laughs> I've never entered a cheat code. Heavens no. Um, I God think there, there is definitely. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's an interesting difference between like something like the Game Shark and something like the internal cheats because, for one, like a lot of games, you know, say like your Metroid and Mega Man and stuff, like they had password screens, mm-hmm. and so it was just like part of this, like, okay, what what password can I put in that will like give me like better stuff that I didn't actually you know get on my my save my save file or whatever my playthrough, um, and then. Yeah, it's things like the Konami code, which just felt magical, right? It's just like you just put in this crazy combination of things, and like all of a sudden, thirty lives, yeah. Which is like how Contra should be played, really. Yeah, right. Like three <laughs> lives is just like ridiculous. Damiani says he can do it. On one I life. know people can yes. do it. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think there's definitely like there's this, there's this whole culture. I mean, Nintendo Power used to have like the whole section of like cheat code things, the classified information. Um, and one of the first things I did for Planet GameCube actually was, was like, put cheat codes in a system. Like, okay, how do I find them? I was like, well, you just find them somewhere else. I'm like, really? I'm like, okay. <laughs> so you, like, go to game FAQs, take, copy and paste them for, like... Essentially. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, it's interesting because I feel like for Frame Trap, we get a lot of emails that are like this question. Like, th- they almost come across to me like, am I wrong for playing a game this way? Yeah. And... No, like it's a, with, unless it's a multiplayer game and you're ruining other people's enjoyment, what you specified, then yeah, that's a totally different thing. But as far as completely single player experiences, you could ask other people for their advice. They're going to have opinions. They might try to push you in a certain direction. But this is your entertainment product that you bought, presumably with your own money. Enjoy it. You, yeah. you don't that you don't have to do it some set way. It's okay, even if other people have very strong feelings about it. Uh, that's why we always say play how you want to play. It's your thing. I'll tell you one time I felt genuinely guilty for using a cheat. Uh, this is Pokemon Blue. Mm. Uh, missing no, for some reason I had no problem with. I would abuse that thing, multiply my items, get multiple mm. Master Balls. I no did, problem with yeah, that. Missing no for sure. But I got a Mew that was from a Game Shark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it didn't feel right. <laughs> it felt bad. It felt like a fake Mew. It felt gross. Yeah. And like I never like I got the 151 in that game, but it never felt like I earned it. Mm. And so I think there is there are some cheats that were like, yeah, if you want it, if you're having a good time, go nuts. But I can say personally, like there are times where like a cheat for me has like felt bad. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think Pokemon that makes sense. <laughs> you don't you don't have to use cheats either if, you, yeah. if it feels bad and you don't want for to Pokemon. Do it. Wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. Don't do it. I think yeah. one of the things too is like Pokemon is like such a crazy investment because of like you can't even copy your save file right like that's it like that is your game and so like anything that you do to like like go off and, and do something you know to to mod it or cheat it or whatever like it just yeah it just feels like well you just screwed up your game now 
I do kind of miss the mythology behind cheats. Uh, and what I mean by that is, like, Final Fantasy VII, I would have loved that game no matter what, and I think it's an interesting game on its own merits, but this this idea that you could, like, use a game shark code to keep Aerith alive, yeah. it just kind of added this, this sort of, like, mysticism to the game where it's like, oh, have you done that? What's that like? What happens? I miss that, that kind of, like, peel behind the curtain, what's, what's going on back here sort of a thing. I, you don't get that in the same way. I, I don't feel like there's quite as much mystery. All we get is data miners now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's that's like the thing I wanted to bring up that I actually just thought about, um, I think somebody asked this on, uh, uh, might have been the same person, same patron, on, on Cup of Jones recently and we talked about it. But like, I forgot like, cheat like trolling like you'd go to game facts and there'd be like eight cheats and like none of them work you know? like, <laughs> yes. but it's just like no, right, I've tried no no, no. and it yeah. just it reminds me of like I love when Damiani gets snooty in, on game sleuth when he's just like these people are clearly lying like some people claim to you that you can do it but yeah. you can't yeah. you know like so if you see videos yeah. that say that's in the game it is very much not it's not in the code it's not possible Pokemon had a lot of fake cheats yeah. there were poke gods that, for a long <laughs> I time think that's, that I believed in that's poke. one of the things that's missing though it is those fun cheat codes of like cruising USA is like, hey, you know, if you do this on the, the car select screen, you get the school bus. And like, oh, whoa, but there's no other way to do that yeah. than to put in the code. Like, and, and so just those fun little secret things, you know, like the original games that had like big head mode and yep. crazy stuff like that. Shout out to Red Dead Redemption 2. Got good old classic cheats. Didn't even think about it. I was done with it and was like, saw that article or saw somebody talking about it later and I was like of course it's a Rockstar game and in Red Dead you actually like find those phrases in the world they're just like full sentences you have to type in and you'll see it just like inside of a log or like on a newspaper or like under a the, boat you told me once I thought yeah. that was cool what do you mean yeah. where do I type it in uh, there's a cheat. Oh, and, the, che- and the, the the cheat screen's like hard to find. It's like on the bottom right is like the triangle button when you're in some specific option or something oh, I don't cool. remember cool 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 mm-hmm. but um, yeah I, I wonder if they did try to come back, if it would feel the same, because I, I, I think games are just in general easier to get through. Like they're designed to be easier to get through. I think they're trying to have more people enjoy them, which is great. But during the NES days, that was not the case. You know, like it, and so I, I think that just the necessity for like I, I can't do this. I need to get through this was more common not that you don't get difficult games now you get a lot of them but it's just not the same environment like you can you can buy a lot of big budget things and expect to be able to get through them yeah oh i like uh look at like mario like just like trying to get that turtle shell stomp you know right. like get as many lives as i can so i can get through this and now you play a Mario game. It's like, I have how, it, 90 how many lives? Well, you don't like, even yeah. have lives. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, quickly, in regards to, like, online multiplayer, uh, I have weird feelings about this in that just, like, the type of person who cheats in an multi- online multiplayer game is a bad person, but, like, there's no judgment you can pass on them because they don't care. The more, you, the more disdain you have for that person, right. the more happy they are about what they did. Yeah. Mm. And that's why playing online games sucks. <laughs> they're for not, many reasons. They're <laughs> not there to have fun. They're there to make sure that you're not having fun. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. And it's, it's weird. It's like it's 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 like a way to impact others' lives. And, and just like sometimes, like I just think people just want to reach out and like feel like just make other people feel things. It's harder to make them happy. You can make somebody feel bad so easily. I just feel like it's that. It's like this weird, like, we're all just, like, desiring connectivity, and, like, that's a way to do it. 
I went to a youth leadership forum when I was in like this between in the summer between junior and senior year. Uh, this is where I learned my leadership skills. Uh, I remember one of like our coaches for some reason was talking about this, and he was just like. Like I hear about like uh, cheaters and like online shooters, and I'm like, these are war games, right? Cheat. You, you're t- everybody's trying to win, right? Why don't you just cheat? And like I was like trying to be like, because it like it's it's it ruins the game. He's like, well, it's a war. Like he would not yeah, yeah, hear yeah, it. Yeah, you right, know what right. I mean? He, <laughs> he like he wanted to get on a soapbox and like t- talk to these like high schoolers about his right. stance on things. Right. It's a war game. I'm here to educate. Like. <laughs> <sighs> That guy doesn't know what gamer score is. Yeah. <laughs> that guy has never been on a leaderboard before. That guy he doesn't know I the bet, struggle. I bet he does not get it today. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that man is 88 years old right now and doesn't get it today. <laughs> I was in high school. It feels like 30 years ago. Like it's, I, I had a really fast. weird. We, we, I streamed some of the Mortal Kombat 11 beta, and like it's it's a beta. It's not mm-hmm. even the game. Yeah. None of this matters. No one knows. You can't you can't even go into training mode. Okay. And a guy rage quit during the beta. Like, why? What are you... Why? <laughs> what made you make that this, decision? This right here, Ben. But I got everything they no, wanted. But I'm, You're rattled. No, I'm not rattled. <laughs> I, like, I, don't, I don't... I'm not mad. Yeah. I just... I'm perplexed. Yeah. yeah. I'm bewildered. <laughs> it's, but I'm not <laughs> mad. I, I wasn't like, oh, man, you've ruined the beta for me. Yeah. Or, oh, man... You know, you ruined the integrity of this. Ma- like, we're just trying to figure the game out. I, not mad, but what what thought process are you going through? He wants yeah. to be in that room. It's like when someone pisses you off on, the, on when you're driving, and you just have to look at them. It's like I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm going to learn from this <laughs> yeah. interaction, but I, yeah. I have to. Yeah. I have to look. Are you on your phone? You know, do you have an animal in the car? What's going on? Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. You wanted to see. Yeah, was it? Was, right. did, did he get caught? You right. know, and is, is you know, is he in like Australia or something? And you were playing at nine, but he's playing at like four in the morning or something. You're like, oh, mom, ah. like, <laughs> it wasn't that, man. It was not that. <laughs> no, but it just yeah. you know could be many, many things. Uh, driving tip: uh, Do not look road ragers in the eyes. That's a good way to diffuse it. Okay. Yeah. So I, th- look, going forward, Jones, don't look. I'm gonna steer you down every time. It's so hard not to look. You have to. Brandon's right. You have to. It's know. a road rage. Yeah. You're, you're taking a left turn. I'm. I'm out. Okay. Know? So that's when you look. Is when you know they're gone, they're not gonna follow you. Oh yeah. I'm okay. not gonna look if we're both stopped at a red light. Yeah. yeah that's you're asking for it. You are. It's just <laughs> a little safety tip. It's time for bets. Next week's bet is about Mortal Kombat 11, uh, which will be released Tuesday, April 23rd. We're gonna start an unranked online match. We're gonna hold down the block button. Oh, and our character is going to be our default character, whomever is just the one that, like, you start a thing and it's just right there. Um, how many real-time seconds until we lose one round? Jones. 45. Ben. 13. Ooh. Daniel Bloodworth. 49. Oh. 12 seconds. Oh, wow. Ooh. Oh, let me lock this in. Wow. Ben, it's going to be about the person figuring out we're just holding block. Right? Yeah, it is. And you can see them being perplexed. Some. This yes. is one of my favorite types of bets yeah. because it's entirely dependent on <laughs> someone else's behavior. Yeah. And so it's like mm-hmm. you're, not, you're not really betting on tech so much. Like mm-hmm. you're betting on the, ra- the random person that right. you bump into online. Right. Yeah. They could just start, start ducking and dancing when they realize we're not going to throw a punch. Yeah. But, I yeah. mean, if, if you're just stand blocking, they're just going to crouch and just they do yeah. lows at you. They're yeah. just going to. Yeah. Which, and we could die quickly if they, if yes. they stick to that. Yes. We'll see. 
Uh, last week's bet was about Earth Defense Force Iron Rain, uh, which came out last Friday. How many hairstyles are going to be available in the character creator is what we bet on. Jones, you bet eight. Brad bet 10. Huber bet 15. I bet 31. The actual number of hairstyles in Earth Defense Force Iron Rain is 15 Huber on the balls. Wow. Which is great because he was talking about how he, he needs a win. Yeah. Yeah, and he got it. He nailed it perfectly. 15 hairstyles. Well done, Huber. Yeah. Well done, Huber. He needed that, man. He was like, just like, oh, Brad always wins. He was really feeling down on himself. I reviewed that game, and I don't remember yeah. how many hairstyles there are on the character creator. Uh, what did you pick? I didn't pick. I wasn't on... Oh, what hairstyle did I pick? Yeah. I was a lady, and I picked, like, the, the like, hair to one side... But like bald on this side. Yeah, very style. trendy. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, the trendy, the trendy. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Gotta have a trendy Earth Defense Force. <laughs> uh, that brings our score to Ooh. Scrappy Little Pigs eight. <laughs> Gorgeous Gorillas seven. Let me tell you quickly about Patreon.com/slash Easy Allies. That is the website you would go to if you want to learn how to support the Easy Allies, and also if you're just curious about what kind of stuff we do uh, of particular interest to people who listen to this podcast, you, if you give us $5 or more a month, get this podcast two days early, and you could submit to our two segments. Uh, uh, Frame Trap's early too, right? You get yeah, you get frame trap early, and can I also just do a little bit of plug because this is a very special occasion? Please. On the very next frame trap, mm. uh, we are getting a special guest, something that doesn't happen very often at Easy Allies in general. True. Uh, we're getting Maximilian Dude, who is a great fighting game personality, just a very fun person to talk to, extremely knowledgeable, extremely committed to what he does, and so he'll be on the next Frame Trap. That is very exciting. Yes, and you're going to be on that episode. Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nuts. <laughs> oh. You know Kasarar? Who? Kasarar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that Wizard Who Hates Us? Right, I'll, t- right. I'll tell you how to spell it if you're curious sometime. Okay. Uh, apparently, yeah, he showed up, and he, he got that opening cutscene where somebody in your party betrays you. Unbelievable. He's building his own vile game, we have to presume. But he's stuck with it. You know what I mean? What, what if he's already written, stuck with it? What if he's already written the story and there are no betrayals? Now he's like, ah. You just toss it into the, the, pa- the cauldron, I assume. It kind of sorts itself out. That's how games work? Yeah. <laughs> it's cauldron games. By Magic the way, games. some people like said like uh, a game jam is possible. I think we're going to do it. Once once these oh, once yeah. our game is like sort of resolved itself. Somebody's got to record those we're, recorders, though. We're going to do yeah. it? Oh, well, no, we can host it. So okay. uh, Itch.io has, like, you can host game jams. Like, it could be, like, a month-long thing, and it just has, like, a system for doing it, and, like, it's like, super simple. We can't not do it, basically. Okay, yeah, I, just as long as we're not the ones programming it, because that's not going to go No, but well. I was thinking about, like, what the winner gets. I think we just live stream the winner. Like, the sure. winner gets the Tuesday night stream That'd be pretty or awesome. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, that is the conclusion of this podcast. Uh, Bloodworth, you are in the Huber seat. You get the right and responsibility to share your Twitter handle with the world. You get to promote any Easy Eyes video you'd like to promote. You get the final word on anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped in your head. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign off. Uh, my Twitter handle is at DBloodworth2. Uh, for promo, uh, definitely want you to check out uh, Mysterious Monsters. A new episode went up uh, this week. And uh, a lot of fun, uh, great episode. Uh, if you don't know what it is, it's basically a game show hosted by Michael Huber. Uh, has some, some random elements in there, some RPG elements, some fun uh, creature designs. And then uh, I'll be on the one next month 
Uh, so looking forward to see see that again and watch myself not remember things. <laughs> uh, for my uh, final word, um, uh, I just uh, yeah encourage you to share the podcast. Um, like and and I think sometimes like if you just throw a link to somebody, uh, it it probably a lot of times uh, won't be that effective. But you know talk to them about the podcast, tell them why you like it. Uh, get them prepped for the crazy things that we do at the beginning and such. Um, <laughs> Warn them. Many warnings. <laughs> or just, you know, just like listen to it in, in your car when you're with somebody or, or while you're playing a game or something like that. Uh, and just uh, continue to spread the word uh, about what we're doing here. And we'll see you before the next Blood Moon Rises. You want to come play Sekiro and check out my <laughs> sick page?